Most people give up just when they're about to achieve success. They quit on the one-yard line. They give up at the last minute of the game, one foot from the winning touchdown. Ross Perot, American billionaire and former U.S. presidential candidate. What is the language of leadership? It is the skills, traits, lessons learned, communications, and inspirations of leaders. The Language of Leadership podcast will help you develop the successful tools renowned leaders have discovered and have used effectively, sharing with you how to be the leader you desire to be and the leader your team will desire to follow. Now, here's your host, Chuck Marting. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Language of Leadership. I'm your host, Chuck Marting. I've had a couple of questions come in asking me about goals and what I'm currently reading. And I guess that's because of my constantly sharing with you what I'm reading and asking our guests what they would recommend for leaders to help them in making improvements in their leadership journeys. I want to share with you what I'm doing. And the first thing is, is that Bob Proctor made an impact in my life with his books, his seminars, his interviews. And he did this throughout his lifetime, just helping and sharing with everyone. And one thing he mentioned when I've done some studying on his material was he extended and studied one book for a period of a year. And he talked about how it changed him, how it helped him with his understanding of all the things that he teaches. And like most people, I found myself intrigued and I was reading a book and then I would put it on a shelf and then I would find myself not reading it again. And so I took this challenge and I wanted to refer back to it. And so I wanted to find a book that I could start and do a year long study of. And I went ahead and I decided I would choose a book and make it that way. And that book that I decided on is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. This is the same author that inspired Rhonda Byrne to write the, and produce the movie The Secret. Now, The Science of Getting Rich was written in 1910. And it was only sold for a dollar. It is relatively a short read. It's only 17 chapters, and it's about 152 pages. But I can tell you, in the way Bob Proctor teaches this material, and in only the first 10 days of this year, it has been one of the best experiences that I've had so far while reading and truly taking the time to study every word and reflect on it and understand what I'm reading and applying what I'm reading. So it's been a great experience so far, and so I want to continue to do that throughout the year. So that's my one book that I'm going to read throughout the year, and I can't wait to see how studying this material for a year will add to my personal development and my growth. Now, I chose for the first quarter of this year a book to study with my leadership team from a man who has inspired me over the last few years, and this book was just released on the first of this year. And the title of this book is The Book on Mental Toughness, written by Andy Fasella. Now, 
I would highly recommend his podcasts. The MFCEO podcast was his first podcast when I first started listening to him back in 2016. And his current podcast that he has is called Real AF. Now, one of the defining episodes, in my opinion, was his interview with the Iron Cowboy, James Lawrence. It is from this interview that Andy contributed to his moment of bringing to the world 75 Hard, or better known as the Live Hard program. Now, I would encourage you to listen to that episode and then follow up by listening to Real AF, where Andy goes into 75 Hard in the Live Hard program. This is not a workout program, okay? It is a mental toughness challenge. One that if you choose to accept, it can change your life. Now, it has been that way for my oldest son. And for myself, I have not made it through the 75 hard challenge, but I have attempted it twice and I'm preparing myself for a third time. Now, I'm going to tell you that in reading the first five chapters of the book on mental toughness, I can say it hasn't been disappointing. So I'm grateful that I purchased six copies of the book when they first came out because Andy Fasella made an announcement on his podcast that within hours of its release, the first printing of this book sold out. And so you'll need to go to Andy's website, which is uh, www.andyfasella.com and his last name. So it's spelled Andy, and then F-R-I-S-E-L-A.com. For more information on his podcast, his books, things like that, you're going to be able to find all that information there on his website. Now, I guarantee you won't be disappointed in listening to Andy or, or reading any of his material. And as he lovingly says, I'm not being a hoe because I'm sharing the show. Now, with all that said... I've had another thought that has come to me and into my mind and the thoughts that I've had. And, and I have a question for you. Have you ever noticed your inner voice, the voice in your head that either discourages you or it motivates you? I want to go on a journey with you now into the depths of our mind. Now, exploring that untapped potential of positive self-talk, it can be very powerful. It can be a powerful conduit for leadership and for leadership excellence. And if you learn how to use it, it can become a tremendous tool. Now, the phenomenon of the inner voice is both universal and it's deeply personal. It is the internal dialogue that shapes perceptions, it guides decisions, and it ultimately influences the course of our leadership journey. Now, surprisingly, studies reveal that only 70% of individuals acknowledge the existence of their inner voice. And more often than not, when they do, they say it resonates with negativity. Now, this raises a pivotal question for me, and that is, what factors contribute to the predominantly negative nature of those inner voices? And how does it impact leadership effectiveness? To comprehend the intricate workings of this internal symphony that's going on in your head, you must navigate through the quarters of self-awareness. You have to understand the origins of this inner voice that you're hearing and be influenced by its social norms, personal experiences, 
and also your cognitive biases. Now, the first step towards reclaiming your narrative is in identifying and understanding these voice, this voice, this internal voice that you have. It is within the exploration that you discover the profound influence of your inner voice and how its perceptions and its decision-making helps you in navigating through and understanding that inner voice. Now, to unravel uh, the mysteries of the inner voice, we as leaders, we have to embark on a transformative uh, approach that not only acknowledges that it exists, but to empower, to shape, and to use it positively. Now, immersing yourself in motivational literature becomes a powerful source of inspiration for this. It's a reminder that the narrative we choose to embrace shapes our reality. Now, equally impactful, though, is the practice of meditation. This is going to help in understanding that inner voice. It's a voyage into the stillness within. Uh, it helps foster the mental clarity and the focus. And we listened to that with Nikola Vitkovich in our last episode on talking about tapping and meditating and stuff like that. So if you missed that episode, go back and listen to it because it's pretty important. And it goes along with this inner voice and helping you to understand and to grow and to be able to use that inner voice to your advantage and to be able to use it as a guide and to trust it. Now, one of the things that I learned too was through Jack Canfield, and he had an exercise that he had us do, which was called the mirror exercise. I've talked about it briefly before, but it is a profound exercise and something that I've come to really rely on, and I practice it. I have it in our restroom, on the mirror. I have it in several different places to remind me of the importance that I have on this special tool. Now, when you do the mirror exercise, this gives your subconscious mind positive strokes, okay? It tends to help to pursue your goals and your achievements, and it helps you change any negative beliefs that you may have towards praise or accomplishment when somebody gives them to you, which puts you in an, an achieving frame mind, a frame of mind is why you would do the mirror exercise. Now, the way that we've done it is that you do this just before you go to bed and you stand in front of the mirror and you appreciate yourself for all that you've done and everything that you've accomplished that day. And you start with a few seconds just by looking directly into your eyes in the mirror. You're looking at that person in the mirror. You're a mirror image looking back at you. Then you're going to address yourself by name and begin appreciating yourself out loud for the following things. You're going to talk about any achievements, business, financial, educational, personal, physical, spiritual, emotional. You're also going to talk about any personal uh, disciplines you kept. So we're talking like your diet, your exercise, reading your book, meditation, prayer. So you get what I'm under what I'm saying there. And then the other thing is any temptations that you did not give into. So say passing up that dessert that you really wanted to eat at the time, but you didn't, or maybe lying or watching too much TV, maybe staying up too late, or maybe even drinking too much. Okay. 
these are the things that you're going to address when you're doing the mirror exercise. And what you do is you maintain contact with yourself throughout this exercise. And then when you're finished, you're going to appreciate yourself and you complete the exercise with continuing to look at yourself in the eye and you say, I love you. And then you stand there for just a few seconds to really feel the impact of this experience as if you were the one in the mirror who had just listened to all of this appreciation. Visionary leaders, the path to your greatness begins here. Introducing the Alliance Mastermind Group, a sanctuary designed to amplify your leadership potential and turn your dreams into achievements, inspired by the mastermind philosophy of Napoleon Hill. Now imagine a dynamic circle of tenacious minds all committed to helping you reach your goals. In the Alliance Mastermind Group, leadership isn't just a title. It's an active journey towards the realization of your vision. You know, throughout history, mastermind groups have propelled leaders to new heights. Now we're extending an invitation for you to experience this transformational power. At the Alliance Mastermind Group, leadership is not just a concept. It's a dedication to each member's success. Our unique approach includes expert training sessions tailored to amplify your leadership skills. This isn't just a group. It's like having your own executive board invested in your progress and success. Imagine having a team where every member is generally interested in seeing you achieve your goals. Are you ready to take the first step? Apply now using the application link in the show notes and secure your place among the 10 leaders destined for extraordinary success. The Alliance Mastermind Group, where leadership dreams take flight. Your vision, our commitment. Apply now. The real trick to this is during this last part is to not just turn away from the mirror feeling embarrassed or thinking of yourself or the exercise is stupid or even silly. At the same time, it's always a good idea just to let your family members know they're in the house that you're going to be doing this so that they don't walk by and interpret that you're in there talking to somebody or that you're talking to yourself, which is actually what you're doing. But you're not doing it in a crazy sense, okay? But you want them to understand that. It's not, it, it, it. the best thing for me to tell you is it's not unusual to feel silly or even embarrassed or just uncomfortable. We're not used to doing something like this. But trust me, it gets a little bit more fun. And the more often you do it, you're going to be able to be a lot more comfortable with it and you'll see the power in this exercise. Now, when we're talking about the inner voice as a leadership tool, with the foundation of understanding and transforming approaches in places, you as a leader can you can leverage your inner voice as a powerful tool for leadership excellence. So you'll need to integrate that inner voice into your daily tasks. And it becomes a dynamic process. It helps enhance productivity by aligning your actions with your authentic self. So this integration is going to involve not only recognizing your inner voice, but it's also going to be actively engaging with it as a guiding force in your decision making. So balancing your intuition and in, in analysis is a delicate and it's a crucial aspect, though, of effective leadership. 
And this inner voice, when tuned in positively, becomes an intuitive guide that complements your thought and your analysis. So leaders should trust their instincts while they're ensuring decisions and, and they're being informed and they're aligning their organizational goals and things like that using their inner voice. I can tell you that when I first began doing this was when I was at the police department and every night I would go through different scenarios in my head. If I'm in this situation, how am I going to act? Using my inner voice to guide and direct me on how I would do something, to visualize how I would see it. And that's where I started learning to trust my inner voice. And it really became crucial, especially when I came in contact with people and listening to them and hearing what they had to say and then listening to my inner voice to help protect me and to help me see maybe things that I wasn't immediately seeing, if that makes sense. And so it helped me in being able to understand how to use that internal voice and why it was so crucial for me. And it became a very powerful tool for me. The inner voice can become a coping mechanism that can help extend beyond positive affirmations if you use them, or even it can be a holistic approach to helping you with stress management. But I encourage you as a leader to incorporate the mindfulness and the practice of listening to your inner voice and doing so on a daily basis, checking in with yourself. Being mindful not only will it help foster present moment awareness, but it's also going to provide you with the mental fortitude to navigate daily challenges with clarity and composure. So real world examples can illustrate how leaders have effectively managed stress through their cultivation of both positive and inner dialogue and the integration of mindfulness and their practices. The transformational potential of embracing and utilizing the inner voice is not merely a theoretical concept, but it's a practical guide for sustainable success in both personal and professional realms. I understand and I encourage you to embrace the potential of your inner voice, which many consider to be the linchpin to unlocking your long-term success. The narratives shared by leaders, the transformational approaches that have been explored, and the practical tools offered serve as a testament to the profound impact that positive self-talk can have on leadership excellence. Now, I know this has been a different type of episode because we started off with books that I'm studying and things like that. But I think the inner voice part of it is very crucial, especially as you're looking at goals and things that you're wanting to do, because sometimes those of us, the 70% of us that have experienced that, we tend to try to find guidance. And that inner voice sometimes comes through the most for a lot of us. And it's going to help you in the long term in being able to accomplish your goals. But you have to learn to recognize your inner voice and then begin to trust it. But you also have to help in educating it and telling it what it is that you're wanting. So then it can help you in working through the process to achieve the things that you're wanting to achieve. I would encourage you 
to embark on your own journey of self-discovery, embrace the silent symphony within as a guiding force towards your unparalleled success. So until next week, we have another topic that we're going to talk about. I want you to be able to look deep within, understand your processes, the things that you recognize, and be in tune with your own mind and your own body in accomplishing your goals and your dreams. Until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Language of Leadership. This podcast is dedicated to help you navigate your leadership journey. You will learn the language and skills you need to be the leader you want to be. Remember, the language of leadership is an art. It is why your team wants to follow you. Take care.